Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping with that sterile ass intro? What? I know, it was good. How was that sterile? You just paced yourself. It was like half a beat slower than usual. Did I really? Yeah, I just felt like I was anxious. Man, I have no idea. It's getting late in the day. I haven't eaten. Really? I have not eaten. No. Let the people know. I'm an intermittent faster. So I normally will specifically not eat between like 8.30 and 12.30. And -hmm. then I try to get my 3,000 calories in between 12.30 and 8.30. You didn't get your poke bowl today? I did not get my poke bowl. And sometimes I'll go with General Tso's on white rice. Some days I go for the... um, Salmon? No, I do not like salmon. No, but I'll go over to the Thai restaurant yeah. where I like to get some uh, some chicken red curry uh, on brown rice. Okay. Yes. But today was not one of those days where you could afford such luxury, Dustin. No, today is one of those days that is hot as all get out. In the office, In but the it's office, cold outside. Well, it's cold compared. Cool, it's cool. Florida cold. It's, it's Florida cold. actually really nice. People up north are like freezing their, their butts off. People everywhere, apparently. And here in Florida, because the temperature dropped down to like 56 last night. By the way, it got to 72 today. But our building manager acts as if it's like opposite. a blizzard outside, has the heat on. I'm flush as if I just drank a whole <laughs> bottle of Merlot by myself. Let's go. Yeah, it is hot and I haven't eaten. But hey, I'm still on fire. I got this, John. You, you you'll give me shit about the intro. I'll turn it up for you. But please know no. it's late in the day. I'm hot and I haven't eaten. That's on me, not you on you. You sound like a child. I'm hot and haven't eaten. Feed me. Cool right? me off. I am such a child that way that my whole entire life, yeah. if I'm in a pissy mood, there's two questions to ask me. When was the last time you ate mm. and have you exercised today? Yep. And if the and normally no, the answer is no. If the answer is no to both, then you know just to walk away with your head down. Yeah, just like, dude, go eat something. Like, shove a banana down my throat. Yeah, I think that's why they made the whole Snickers commercial. You're not you, Dustin. I'm not You're me. not you when you're blah, blah, blah. Do I need to snap into a Slim Jim? Nah, I think that is too. Look at the marketing ideas just coming off the top. I have no segue for that into today's episode. No segue at all, but hey, we're just going to start like this. Yeah. It's the holidays, yep. so happy holidays. Yep. We are trying to bring you meaningful, impactful content, mm-hmm. and we're trying to crank it out so that we can also maybe take some time yeah. off. And enjoy time with our loved ones. Your loved one. Z- oh, yeah, parents. Yeah. We'll give you three. Yeah, There's three people yeah. that are the one B's to John's one A. Your yeah. one A is you. One, well, I'm one A through B. Okay. And C. Okay. And then, you know, there's others. Yeah, because if you can't love yourself, how Who, can you love others? Wow, you are learning. I feel touched. Yeah, John told me that if you put yourself first, you'll never be last. Uh, airplane method. There you go. So, <laughs> play, play method. Yeah. Put the mask. Yeah. Through. Secure your uh, secure your breathing apparatus first before helping others. They tell you to do it on the plane. Well, according to Tyler Durden, that's so you get high because oxygen gets I you high. I heard that too. That's a true story. Like I don't know. Can someone research this? I've heard they pump nitrous oxide into that just so it like calms you down as whatever has. About I don't know that. if they do that, but pure oxygen is actually really good for you, and it probably is calming. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't think pump nitrous oxide, but I do know that pure rumor mill. I'm just doing for the comments to help the algorithm. Oh, okay. There you go. Algorithm go crazy. If you're on YouTube, make sure you're commenting. Hey, we got our one of our first trolls. I saw on, that. That's you, why I was yeah. Yeah, on on Instagram. I told my wife, she goes, Oh honey, I think you've made it if you have a troll. If you do, yeah. Yeah, we definitely had some trolls that didn't like one of the reels that you Good. made. Good. And then there's me on a Friday night in the gym getting sucked into that oh rabbit God. hole. I was wondering the troll hole. We'll call the troll hole. Troll hole. That's yeah. a good one. I'm a bro. My, yeah, I was wondering when to, you were going to address that. Totally got, got caught up in the troll hole, which I will. I 100% will. I'm a feisty individual. You were going to let it go like one or two comments, and I checked it again, and there was like 13 Couldn't. of them shits, and you were like, let Couldn't. me just, you probably got off the treadmill sweating, like, let me just oh, air buds out. I, I've been in an executive boardroom, right, where my business partner elbowed the CEO of the company and goes, watch this, watch this. He could, I was on the other end of the table. He could tell that I wasn't jiving yeah. with with what someone else was saying at the table, and yeah. I wasn't gonna let it go. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a personality flaw. It's fine. It's great. It's yeah, amazing. I'm just I'm fiery. It's good. I'm fiery. It comes with having a little bit of a ginger in the beard. People don't pay attention to the shit that you post. They don't pay. They don't listen to the video. No, they just get caught are, up in they, four they seconds. They were all caught up because I said you need to get a new roof every ten to fifteen years. And some dude in England, which hey, shout out to the shout to out the, to the, the tower roofs in England. Yeah. yeah, shout out for tuning in. By yes, the way. but he's like, oh, you know, eight eight grand, which they would say quid, all right, eight quid for uh, for a roof. Ours are made of tile, and I don't know what they pull out of Listen, the Baltic Sea. It's just sea, crazy but, that you were just freestyling off the top of your head and you're just throwing out numbers and people want to hold you. That's fine. No, but I wasn't freestyling. Yeah. They were trying to say I was freestyling. I'm like, no. I gave them examples where I have owned two homes, and the average roof age, I do live in Florida, yeah. is is nine years, and that roof cost me 22000 on one That's house true. Every 10 to and 16000 yeah. on the other house. And I was trying to be polite, and I was like, yeah, ten to $15,000. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I said twenty thousand yeah, yeah. every yeah. every ten to fifteen years. Yeah. But that's true because nothing thank you has happened on my roof, and that's the same thing. You need to replace it unless you want to have some shitty singles on your roof. But if you live in certain states, maybe your your roof has a longer uh, life lifespan. Correct. Maybe if your roof is not made of Terracotta. wood and and tar paper and <laughs> shingles, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I live in Florida, y'all, and I told them this: Florida is the third most populous state in the union. It is. It's also leads the country in. Um, Places people want to move to. You should so, be happy, man. The, tall, they, the tallest tree gets the most wind. And is that, that what it is, John? That's, that's, that's what they told me. Well, hopefully, you know, those same trolls are, troll. hit, are hitting us up on TLOP online. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we, Troll everywhere. We need the comments. So there you free. go. Hit us on YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Apple, wherever you are. Troll everywhere. Yes. Yes. You know what? If you want to show up to one of our live events Don't. and troll. Come on, man. That's where it gets weird. Okay. I've, right, seen, that's where we draw I've line. seen documentaries on this shit. When you invite people and you say, well, you told me to show up, now I'm here. Okay, we're not going to do that, no, John. Okay, if you show up and you troll us at a live event, security will escort yeah. you out. You will be trespassed from the premises. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. All right. No, so today's episode, let's get into scripting. Mm -hmm. Like, we've done tons of business planning. We just did one for divorce attorneys. We did one for home buyers, mm -hmm. which I loved. It was long. It was but great. man, if you know someone looking to buy a house. Send them that episode. They need to listen to that episode, right? But. This one's going to be more geared just towards business professionals and sales professionals altogether. Okay, dealing with and particularly what, how to generate more. Well, what do businesses want to do in general? What do they need to do? Not what they want to do. Make money. Right. What they want to do is work less. And make more. Have less risk. Right. And have the money just roll in, but it right. doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what I want to look at is what do I need to be doing, and more importantly, saying, 
in order to increase my conversion ratio. Mm. Because there's multiple ways for us in business to make more money. And it's not always more leads, right? A lot of times people are like, oh, just get more leads. I'm like, well, if the leads are quality leads and if your conversion ratio stays consistent, sure. But what if the leads suck? What if your conversion ratio goes down because you make a change to your client intake process? So there's multiple ways you can increase your, your ticket amount, meaning the average you know, ticket of your price. You can increase the number of leads. You can increase your conversion ratio. You can sell a product that is more profitable. Therefore, you increase your net revenue per mm -hmm. transaction. Like there's multiple ways. But today's episode, we're going to gear more towards using our words as a way to increase our lead conversion and also to decrease the amount of time we waste on someone who's not really a client. Hmm. That's where I want to go with this. Okay. And I think we can probably spend another 20 minutes and we had the show wrapped up. 45 minutes later. That was a great show. Can't do it. I got places to be and phone calls to make, John. That's you just say not that going to work. Literally all the time. That is just not going to work. All right. Okay. So I have boiled down, for those that are playing along at home, mm -hmm. four words that I want to want you to write down. Okay. What, gift, takeaway, how, H O W, how. Okay. What gift take away how? I believe as a business operator, sales professional, you're also a performing artist. Mm -hmm. You're performing. Every opportunity you have that, that is bestowed upon you to be introduced to a prospective client is an opportunity for you to shine, an opportunity for you to be in the spotlight and for you to get the best performance of a lifetime. So when I have that, 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 opportunity, I need to make the most out of it. So the thing that I want to do up front is I want to build rapport. I want to create a little bit of scarcity. And I also want to make sure that I've established myself as the subject matter expert. Mm. So by following what gift takeaway and how I think I'm going to be able to handle the entire sales cycle of pitch, of opportunity, of scarcity, and of rebuttal. Mm. Follow along. You with me so far, John? Yeah. Cool. All right. So check it out. You're my client and you call in. Okay. Besides the formality of, hey, John, thanks for calling. Mm -hmm. Who can I thank for referring you? Once we get through that, the, the niceties, the pleasantries. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this to you. Hey, John, before we get started, I want to make sure that you get the most out of our conversation. I want to make sure that you get the most out of our potential relationship of working together, me as advisor, you as client. But before I do that, I need to ask you a couple questions. The first question I would like to know is what are the three, three, what are the three most important things to you during this transaction, right? This would work if I'm selling cars, this works if I'm selling homes, it works if I'm, if I'm selling life insurance or for me, I'm selling mortgages. Like I want to know what are the three most important things. And as you ponder that, and as you give me your answers, I need to be ready to weave in 
the rest of my presentation. What I wanted to do is I wanted to make you an active participant by asking you an open-ended what question, right? Like, what is it? Now you're working with me and you're giving me some of your thoughts and your feelings. If you don't know them, I may throw it out there. Hey, John, is it, is it really important to you that I make sure that you get the best loan or just any loan that'll do? Hey, John, is it important to you that I get you the cheapest interest rate or is it more important that I get you the best loan? Hey, John, is it important to you that I'm going to attend your closing? Is it important to you that I'm going to make myself accessible? Hey, John, is it important to you that I'm going to advocate on your behalf to the real estate community when you're making offers? Like, is any of that important to you? And what I'm doing is I'm taking notes because I'm showing you that I care, right? Even if I'm just taking notes and we're on the phone together, you can hear that I'm pausing and I'm writing things down. Once you do that, I'm now going to tell you why I asked, right? So I got the what. I had you give me the three things. Mm -hmm. And I need to know those three things because I want to circle back to them later, especially if I need to come up with a rebuttal. Okay. But once I know what your three are, I'm going to say to you, Hey, John, the reason why I asked is I need to know that for this transaction, but I also need to know this for future transactions. You see, working with me is unlike working with many other people in my industry, because what I give you is service for a lifetime. Now, not many people do that in my industry. Most people is very transactional. And I believe that's one of the things that's wrong with my industry. So my gift to you and my gift to all of my clients is I'm not just going to help you by doing a really good job on this one loan. I'm going to be that person that you can trust and you can rely on for the next 20 to 50 years. As long as you so grace this earth and I'm still actively practicing my craft, I'm going to be here for you. Because see, you might not know this, but as a homeowner, you're going to get solicitations in the mail that may look like someone's trying to take advantage of you or it may be like it's the best opportunity ever. What I want you to be able to do is know that you can always pick up the phone and call me. You're also going to have questions as it pertains to potentially your real estate tax bill. You may have questions about obtaining new homeowners insurance. You might not understand your mortgage statement. I am here for you along the way. No different than if you need a good recommendation to a financial advisor, to a CPA, or to an attorney. I am your lender for life. That is something that separates me. And that's the, that's something I give all of my clients, but in return, what I've learned is not everyone I speak with wants that type of service. So if that's not you, I'm totally okay with it. At any time during this process or this transaction, you can say, hey, Dio. And by the way, my, my name is Dustin, but my friends call me Dio. If you have that, by the way, boys and girls, throw that in. People eat it up, right? And for me, it's the truth. Like I will, I will introduce myself as Dustin many times, but there's also many occasions when I'm like, hey, by the way, you can call me Dio or Dustin, whichever your preference is. My friends call me Dio. But I would throw that in when speaking with, with a client about at any time you can tell me no. This is a little bit of I'm going into the takeaway. My gift to them is creating a client for life. I'm trying to create an experience that's unlike the experience that they received when they called their bank, their credit union, or they called the, the online lender who advertises on TV. Mm -hmm. What I'm also trying to get myself into is a conversation where I can let them know that the only ways that I can 
achieve the three things that are most important to them based on my, my open-ended what question. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can gift them the experience of being a client for life, right? The type of lender who's, John, I'm going to call you every year because the loan that I do for you today, that's the best loan based on the current market and based on where you are in life and what you qualify for. But here's something I've learned in my X amount of years experience. I would throw in 18. You may throw in one. Here's what I've learned throughout my experiences as a mortgage lender. That, by the way, is what I'd use if I don't have that many experiences. Just my experiences. Is that the market changes. Your life situation changes. So you and I need to connect on an annual basis so that I can review your current situation, compare it to the market, and help you determine whether or not your current home loan is the best home loan for you. Now, John, nine times out of 10, it probably is. But that one time that it's not, and I could save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, wouldn't you want to learn about that? Mm -hmm. Again, so that's a service that I'm providing to you if you choose to onboard as a client of, of me and my team. Does this sound like the type of lender that you're looking for? Should I be blown away if this is the first time I talked to a mortgage professional? Would you? Yeah. yeah. Right, but I want to know that up front because I may get someone that was like annoyed. Have you though? Have you gotten oh, yes. some, like, listen, yes. just, I don't want you to be my friend. Just get me to the closing table. I am a lot. I'm a lot to handle. I'm a lot in terms of sometimes I'm over the top. I'm a lot because sometimes I talk too much. Hmm. Yes. But let me ask you a question. Would you rather be fired after 20 minutes of quote unquote work or after 20 hours? Like, I need you to know that if we agree to work together, this is what I'm going to deliver. And by the way, I better deliver that. And at the same time, if we choose to work together, there is no, oh, let me have you do your pre-approval letter. And then once I'm on our contract, I'm going to lock with you, but I'm going to go shop with two other lenders and I'll get back to you in three to five days. Like, look, that that's not how, how things operate. In fact, I didn't get a chance to cover this, but I'll at least hint at it. During that what questioning, hey, John, what's the most important thing to you? I am fully anticipating that somewhere price comes up, right? I'm fully anticipating that price is going to come up. And it's at that time I let them know every one of my clients has said the same exact thing that you said, that you want to make sure that you get the cheapest rate. But here's what I've learned. And would it be crazy for me to think, John, that what you really want is the right loan with the right guidance from someone that you can rely on and it was priced competitively. Because one thing I know, John, I'll always be able to price competitively. I will never be the cheapest. And before we move on with the rest of today's call and eventually your pre-approval, and then me advocating for you to get your offer accepted and me making my team and I crazily accessible to you. And then being your lender for life, I need to know that you and I are on the same page. I will always be competitive, but I will never be the cheapest. Like that's a conversation I'm trying to have in those first 20 minutes, as well as giving them this gift of being a lender for life and letting them know what that, what that means. During this gift of lender for life, I'm also going to find a way to weave this script in, I'm going to say to them, Hey, John, I don't even don't know if you've noticed this about me, but I really don't spend a whole lot of money on advertising. 
And I don't do so because I'm not an advertising executive. I'm a mortgage advisor. I'm a professional when it comes to home loans. So where I choose to spend my time is on my craft, on being really good at what I do. And that's why it's so important that I create a lender for life relationship with you because I don't want to just do this one loan. If I just did this one loan, then I'd have to continue to advertise and spend money on marketing. And that's more money that I'm not spending on professional development or being the best advisor to you. Or I have to pay for that advertising, which now means I have to increase my fees or increase my rates, which I don't want to do either because that prevents me from being competitive. But I know if I can do the right job for you today and I give you that lender for life value that I'll end up doing two or three loans for you, but that you'll also refer me, your friends, your family, your coworkers, and your neighbors. So again, I'm going to ask you, does that sound like something that you and I are on the same page or, or am, am I off base somewhere? Because at, at any time, just like I said, anytime you can tell me, Dio, this is not for me. And if it's not for you, I totally understand it. If it is for you, then I look forward to pouring everything I have into you, this one transaction and all the other future transactions. So I'm along, like throughout, giving them opportunities. That's the takeaway, right? Because I, when I kick this off, I said there's going to be a what, a gift, and a takeaway. The takeaway is just that. They need to know that I don't onboard every client that inquires about my services. But those that do, they get an experience unlike many home buyers. And that I'm choosing you as much as you're choosing me. And at any time you can tell me no. And if you're going to tell me no because you want cheap, and I'm telling you I do competitive, but I don't do cheap, I'd rather you tell me that today. Hmm. So what do you think? Are you looking for cheap? Or are you looking to create a lifelong relationship where I'm going to look out for your best interest starting today and literally not ending for decades? Sign me up. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right. So then how is, is, um, is the last word that I told people to write down? I like how because how is again asking someone to cooperate for someone to work with me. Right. Mm-hmm. How? In Never Split the Difference, Chris Voss teaches, by the way, badass book, he teaches one of the surefire negotiating tactics is using the phrase, how am I supposed to do that? It's not about, yes, I'll drop my, my price or yes, I'll increase the value I'm giving you for the price you're willing to pay. It's listening. So John, from what I understand from our conversation, you want to make sure that I do a strategic structuring of finance to help you get the best loan. You want me to be crazily accessible to you. You want me to advocate on your behalf to where we make sure your offer gets accepted. And you need me to match the cheapest rate quote you're going to find. Yeah, is that so hard to ask? Is that too much? I'm just going to ask you, how am I supposed to do that? Um, what do you, like your job? I don't. Yeah, no, I'm just curious. Like I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to find how can I do that? I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, cause that's, that's right. the answer I'm coming up with too. I'm not sure either. Right. Right. I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm going to advocate on your behalf. I'm confident that I'm going to make sure you get the right loan. And the reason why you refer to me is cause I'm crazily accessible. Okay. I can't do all that and be the cheapest in town. Just can't. But I can be competitive. 
So if we can agree that I can be competitive there, man, I look forward to being your lender for life. Right, so how? I like asking the how question and I stole it from Never Split the Difference. How am I supposed to do that? And you can, you can probably use that phrase if you get real creative with it in parenting. You can use it when negotiating the, the price of a car if they still do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, with this whole assembly line BS, I don't think you even can negotiate that. Mm -hmm. But you can do it when negotiating a, a contract with an employer, right? There's, there's various ways that you can just work in the word how. Like I can also ask on a different, different tangent mm -hmm. with how. I can ask someone how they like to be marketed to. How do you like to be communicated to? Like mm -hmm. that to me is more of a what, you know, but I like using how in this scenario it's my rebuttal beater. That's what how is. Cause I told you all, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to talk about kind of the full cycle of sales. I mean, obviously we condensed it into a bite size mm -hmm. format. So I told you I'd end with a rebuttal. My favorite rebuttal is the how question. How am I supposed to do that? I want the cheapest rate. I know my credit score is 416 and I don't have any money for closing costs and I don't want to pay 20% down, but you can help me. Well, at least on that, you made it pretty easy. When you said four, I'm done, right? That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode. Right. Like I can't help those that can't help themselves. Right. I need you to help yourself first, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, and we could probably work in a way to say, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. How do you want right? to? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, I hear you, but unfortunately the minimum credit score for a conventional loan is 620. And the minimum for an FHA loan is you name whatever lender you work for. I would say 585. You're currently sitting at a 400 and change. So how am I supposed to do that? Right. Well, okay, cool. So here's a good solution, sir or ma'am. Why don't you do this? Why don't you call Harry Sedden over at Scorecrafters? Why don't you sit down with Harry, pay his fee to figure out what behaviors you need to change in order to get your credit score from a 417 up to like a 640? In the interim, make sure you save at least five or 10 grand. And then once you've achieved that, why don't you give me a call back? And I would love to help you. Then I would love to make you a lender for life, a client for life. Right. I mean, if you really want to get into to the how, but how am I supposed to do that is one of my favorite ones. I've read it. And what I try to do on the, on the weekly, monthly, yearly, is I try to figure out how I can incorporate that. No different than I know I've dropped on many episodes because I stole this from Chris Voss as well, but it's his teachings and I really do dig his teachings. Try to ask answers, the questions that the, 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 the response you want is no, mm -hmm. right? Hey, John is now a bad time to talk. Mm -mm. No. Hey, John is now a good time to talk. No, you're going to, you're going to reply no to whatever question I ask you. I'd rather ask you is now a bad time to talk that way. When you say no, uh Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, John, is it crazy to think? Is it crazy to think no one wants to be crazy? Is it crazy to think that if I could do X, Y, and Z, that I would then earn the right to call you a client and you're not just going to be in a client, you're going to be one of my clients for life. And by the way, this whole client for life stuff, totally swiped and adapted from Brian Buffini. I think Brian Buffini swiped and adapted by buy referral only, right? So like just being a student to sales over the past two decades, you pick these things up along the way, mm -hmm. right? So please know, I, if you like what I'm saying, I can't take credit for it. If you don't like what I'm saying, I'm sure as hell not taking credit for it, <laughs> right. right? But hopefully you all can tune in mm -hmm. and regardless of your industry, right? Regardless of your profession, 
that you can implement some of these same tactics or scripts that, that we just used to increase your conversion ratio because you don't necessarily need to go out and generate more leads if you can take the leads that you, you currently have and convert them at a higher level. And if you can take some of the time you're wasting on people who are eventually not going to hire you and get them to fire you earlier in the process. Well said. Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that, John. It says it looks like it's that way too because the sun is setting. The sun is setting. It's time to hit the gym, then go home, hopefully watch some Monday Night Football. And if I get lucky, Cam Akers will crush it. Who? And I'll end up winning my fantasy football match. How much money are you going to win? Is this for like all the marbles? It's all for pride, homie. It's all for pride. I'm sure there's some money involved. <laughs> I don't get angry over money. I get angry over, over being let down. And right now, my team is letting me down. And bragging rights. And bragging rights. Yeah, shout out to Lyman High School. That's uh, my, my alma mater in Seminole County, Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, the group I'm in, we all went to Lyman together. I've been trying to get in this uh, league for the past decade. I finally got in and this, this is year. how it's treating I you. I made the playoffs. And now, like, I want to I want to come in, and I want to come in with a bang. Yeah. Now I'm going to, like, fade off in the sunset with a fizzle. Probably won't get invited to the pool next year. No, maybe I will. We'll see. But, hey, if you all like what we're doing, please continue to check us out. Like us, share us. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Give us five-star reviews. Share us with your homies. Mm -hmm. Check out our website, tlop, T-L-O-P, online.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com. Follow us on all of our social handles. Comment. Reach out. I'm on LinkedIn. First name, Dustin. Last name, Owen. I love to hear from you, especially when you're telling me how much you love the show or when you're giving us really cool show ideas through your requests or please throw dustin down the troll hole i love it oh or you can and then i just have to work on um self-restraint and becoming a bigger better person it will make you a better person at the end all right john well that's all the time we have for you today his name is john coleman my name is dustin Owen, and we'll catch you in the next episode